bright day 149. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm John. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, last day of Kings, right? This big book (laughs) called Kings. And man, it's been so good. It's actually been one of my favorites, I think, um, this year. Uh, And so, so many things jumping off the page um, here. And, uh, you know, last episode, we talked, a lot happened, right? Right. Hezekiah came on the scene. Northern Kingdom goes into exile. Syria gets washed. Just so many things. We get introduced to Isaiah in the narrative. So many things happen. But Hezekiah comes, does all this work for the Lord, primarily a good guy. Mm -hmm. And in 21, his son and his grandson basically undo everything. Right. (laughs) Right? And I see why Solomon in Ecclesiastes is like, yo, like... I labored, I labored everything under the sun, but I may leave it to a fool after me, right? Yeah. Like Hezekiah left it to a fool. He couldn't control it. However, Manasseh, cat named Manasseh, becomes king, bro. And uh, he's a wild boy. He is building altars to idols in the Lord's temple. Yeah. In other words, that would be like, like literally, that would be like a person being married and bringing they, you know, person. They side have, piece. They yeah. side piece. Hang on a second. They side piece stuff in the crib. Right. They acting like they live there. Right. This is how wild on a on a much more grandiose level, right? This is how wild. Just to make it real for some of y'all. <laughs> this is how wild Manasseh is, man. And uh he's breaking every law possible, right? Davidic covenant, mosaic, like everything. And the Lord, the Lord over and over is gonna say, no, no, because of Manasseh, fam, it, the text is gonna say he was worse than everybody that came before him uh-huh. and everybody after him. Because of Manasseh. They will go into exile. Like Isn't that crazy that the one who tore down the altars yeah. ends up having a son who replaces him and takes the wickedness to the next level? Bro. Like, yo, not only can you not completely determine the faithfulness of the next generation, mm, mm. you can't guarantee the faithfulness of the next generation in your household, mm, right? Mm, yeah. It's not saying that we should shy away from investing or pouring oh, that into a household, but it is saying... Man, wickedness finds any and everyone, and we need to pray and to rely on the Lord to continue to, yeah, faithfully bring on the next generation. It's so funny, bro, because the Bible is so, like, human and real. You know, people always say, like, man, there are so many people that have better character than the people actually in church. Right. Right? The Bible actually hints at that similar idea here. They're like, no, no, no. King Manasseh was one of God's kings but he was worse than the Canaanites. Right. Like he was worse than the, the non-believers in a sense. And it's just amazing that the prophets is like, no judgment. Amon comes, his son. Same thing. After that though, 22, yeah. Josiah. Right. right. King Josiah is, you know, going to be another bright spot in this dark history. He follows and obeys the Lord. He repairs the temple. Cleaning up the temple, bro, and he finds something interesting. Mm. And uh, my mama used to always say, uh, "You'd be surprised what you find when you clean up." <laughs> right? <laughs> so he's cleaning up the temple, and um, they find the book of the law. Mm. And so this is trying to um, show us, not just tell us, that the Bible, fam, in the time of the kings, had become an archaeological artifact. Because it was so far gone from the people's mind. 
you was, ever? It was so far away from them that they had to discover it. Do you ever like? The Bible was lost in church. <laughs> we've all had it, bro. Where we like move. Yeah. You move, and as you pack up stuff, it's like, oh, yep. Yo, I didn't remember this wedding album or this thing, and it's like, bro, that's the Bible. It was so tucked away in that attic that mm. they had to pick it up and blow the dust off and say, oh, yeah, there's some good stuff in here. Oh, we are supposed to be at least looking at this some of the time, right? Yeah. And, uh, man, it's amazing, bro, because, you know, he acknowledges this is why. I see why. This is why the Lord's wrath has come out upon us. And they're going to refer to it over and over as the Book of the Covenant. Many Old Testament scholars believe that this is Deuteronomy. He found Deuteronomy. Yeah. He found Deuteronomy. And what does he do? He goes to the prophet, right? And he has this humility, bro, and contrition, bro, before the Lord. I love it. The text says that um, his heart was tender mm. before the word of God. And I just pray, man, that in our generation, that God will raise up leaders and people who That's have good, a bro. tender heart before the word. And you see this king, bro, coming in humble submission and contrition right. before the Lord. Never, You can never sit too high where you can't go low, right? right? And this is all the Lord wanted. He wanted the kings to be humble and submit to his word, not be prideful and try to stand over it. Yep. His heart breaks, mm -hmm. knows judgment is coming. Yep. But notice what the response is. It's like, yo, let's go and talk with God, mm. right? Which is like, man, every engagement with God's word, it should do the same for us. Yo. It mm. should drive us to prayer and dependence, not despair. And there's these three Vs that I picked out. There's a vision that he has. Yo, we belong to God. Yep. Let's listen to him. There's violence. He ruthlessly tore down everything every other generation it. had built. He ground it to dust. I love it. No mercy was shown for the things it. that stood in between relationship with them and God. That's mm. the same attitude that we should have. Mm. And then vitality. Look, they celebrated the Passover. Mm. That it seems like this is the first time since Samuel. Mm. That they celebrated the bad. And remember, God's like, yo, put this in place to remind y'all of what I've done and who I've been. Listen, bro. And you see Listen, bro. that where we leave off come on, the reminders, come on, bro, come on, come on, come on, come on. Our strength and energy to follow God is gone. Something as small as a ritual once per year, it affects us. So when we find ourselves in a pandemic for 12 months and people can't sit in church, it's no wonder I'm about that to it. Leave. It's no wonder that at the end of that time, people are like, yo, I just don't really feel like it or I don't know. And it's like, no, 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 no. The reason why you don't feel that way is because this has been lost. There's a reason why we're supposed to do these traditions. These habits, they form us and they shape us. So the answer is not, oh, well, I've gone back twice and I really don't feel it. No, 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 no. The answer is Bro. no. The reason why it was such an important piece of your life prior to the pandemic mm. was because you did it all of the time. The reason why the Passover was so big was because they did it on, every bro. year. So it's on, only bro. in the re-adopting of those things Come on, bro. that you refine that strength mm. and that love. Oh, my goodness. Sheesh. Fire. 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 I may have to... <laughs> bro, Sheesh. the reason I'm saying that is because I felt every ounce of that, bro. I, yeah. that's ex I feel the exact yeah. same way. And um, it's here in the text. It's it's not. It's it. It's I am. Make, we're standing on the word of God right now. Y'all read it this, this morning. This is the text. This is not just. This is what I'm saying. saying. This ain't just some grumpy <laughs> black dudes on the microphone. No, this is like real talk. This is in the scriptures. And uh, Josiah, 
has this revival, fam. This right. renewal. The first we talk about the Reformation that happened right. in sixteen. This is the first Reformation. <laughs> right, right, right. So much so that Chronicles, I love it. We ain't there yet. Um, Chronicles, when it talks about the restoration of the kingdom. When it blocks off the restoration, it actually starts with Hezekiah and Josiah. Got to. to say like, no, no, no. God was in the business. Even when he was pouring out his judgment, he was in the business of restoring his people. Yeah. And so you see Josiah here exercise this zeal, the text says, this unwavering commitment to see that the people of God and the people of the world had an unwavering commitment to the God of the world. Amen. And so this is Josiah, bro. And I love it because the text is going to say, no, no, no. He loved the Lord with all his heart all his soul and all his strength, a quote from Deuteronomy 6. Mm. And it's going to say, hey, it was all because of the word. Yep. It was because of the book of the covenant. Right. And revival always starts and begins with the word of God. It is when a people in a generation say, no, 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 that's not according to scripture. We're going to stand right. on the scripture and we're willing to face whatever the consequences are in light of what the text Says and so I love it, man. Any change we want to see in society as God's people, absolutely can't be by leaving the Bible mm. behind. It can't be, bro. Yeah. And at the end of all of this, man, all of this work and reform and stuff, it still wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to make God turn. God's word of judgment was going to be sure. Yep. Finally banished. Mm -hmm. um, so twenty four, yeah. So twenty four. It's like he has the kids, you know, and it's like. It's a rap. They come and they're wicked. Yep. They're wicked behind them. And uh, uh, God is just like, because of the sins of the people, I'm going to, yeah, exile you. And it's interesting. He says to Josiah, it's like not during your lifetime. Right. But Josiah still goes hard, though, for the right. Lord, right? Even if we don't live to see what the God, what God is going to do, um, we still go hard for the Lord. And he does that. Nebuchadnezzar comes, marches up to Babylon, takes Jerusalem, the holy city, city under siege. Exiles, folks. Zedekiah is the, actually the last king. You want to read a lot about him. Jeremiah is prophesying in the last days. Yeah. You can see more in detail there. But uh, basically, man, like everything that they had built, bro, came to ruins yeah. for centuries from Solomon, from David, from like over and over and over had came to ruins. Zedekiah is taken. And it's amazing, bro, that the wrath of God is poured out on his people. And this is based on Deuteronomy 28. It was in the text. The Lord's promises of judgment yeah. are just as sure as his promises of blessing. Yeah. Right? So what happens is this, bro. The land, they will be out of the land for 70 years. Remember, in the law, he says, yo, no, no, no. The, we have to rest every, keep my Sabbaths. And then every seven, seven years, right, is a, is a, yeah. is a, um, a jubilee and all that kind of stuff. Right. Sabbath year and a jubilee. But he's like, yo, if y'all don't obey me, the land going to get its rest. Right. What, what I want to happen is going to happen. Right. So guess what? They exile for 70 years. Yeah. That seven pattern comes through. Yeah. But what you see is this too, bro. At the very end. Oh, uh, that's it. The ah, very I know end. you were going there. The very end. Look, that last paragraph. Y'all don't skip From verse 27 on to 30. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to go? Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm, finish you off. You the go. story ends. <laughs> look at ends, this. Bro. With a king from the house of David mm -hmm. experiencing unmerited kindness. Yes. The Lord literally, yes. I want you to hear this, prepares a table before him mm. in the presence of his enemies. Ooh, so even, I don't even speak in tongues. <laughs> even as they're sent into exile, this on, is God bro. saying, like, Come on, bro. Yo, I still got you. I got it's you. like, yo, even though their consequences have caught up with them, God's saying, But I haven't run away. Come on. And that is good news for it's all crazy, of us. Bro who are not just on the cusp of 
experiencing the disciplining hand of God, but who have been there, mm. or for those of us who feel like we're too far gone, even though we may be in the midst of living within the consequences of our own bad decisions, Man. God's saying, I haven't gone anywhere. Halfway through the exile, mm. this takes place. Right. So when God sent his people into exile, we just got to remember that there was a glimmer of hope because yeah. of the kindness of God mm. and that they will still have favor. And you will read about it in Daniel and, right. and uh, uh, all of the later books we'll get to, um, the favor that they had. And it just shows the radical kindness of the Lord right. for centuries. Mm. We can't even like we can't even imagine centuries his people turned his back on. And the Lord still was kind. There is no mm. better place Amen. to place your hope yeah. today than in the Amen. kindness Amen. of this gracious and compassionate Amen. God Amen. we serve. Let's pray, yeah. God. When consequences catch up to us, would you remind us that you haven't run away? The security of our relationship with you is the thing that makes us feel at ease, God. Help us to never get to this place. Yes, Lord. But if we do, Father, I pray that you would remind us that we can always turn back to you.